Hi, uh, I'm back. Welcome back to the closet. My name is Grace Short, and I'm your host, and I'm in the closet still. I'm still just vibing in here. Um, so, you know, I don't think I have any, like, diehard fans that really incorporated my upload schedule into their routine yet, but some may be wondering why I did not have any new episodes for three weeks. Um, that's a good question. Uh, it's mostly poor planning on my part, which I realized that I need to just record things in advance. It's really not difficult to record in advance. Because I'm just weird, I guess. I'm perfectly fine sitting in my closet for extended periods of time recording, like, two or three episodes, which is really helpful for when you need to take weeks off. But then I forgot that I had to film an episode, or record, rather, um, before I went on a trip. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how how much I can really say about the trip, um, because I don't know who, who listens to this that I know, because as of right now, I did see some, on, on my statistics on Anchor, it said that I had, uh, listeners from Ireland, so those people, as far as I know, I don't have anyone in Ireland, so... That just means that some random people, that's cool. But right now, most of my listeners are people who know me personally. And I don't want to stir up any trouble. But I went on a trip that, um, it went some type of way. Uh, it, it wasn't, it was an eye-opening thing. Um, and I had to leave early. And one day I will recount the entire tale. I just think right now is not the time to broadcast the whole thing publicly. If you know me, feel free to reach out and I will tell you the story, uh, cause most of you have probably already heard it cause I was taught, ooh, ooh Chile, I was, it was all over, but yeah, so I went on a trip, the first, the first weekend I missed, the first Saturday I missed, I was on that trip, and then... The next Saturday I missed, I was on a different trip. I went to, my step-grandparents have a lake house in Arkansas, which is, like, a weirdly bougie thing to say, because, like, a lake house is inherently bougie. That's just, just white people things. Like, ooh, I got a lake, like, that kind of, that whole deal, you know? Lake house people lake people in general. I'm not a lake person. I do not. People be saying like, hashtag lake life. Like I, this sounds so, I'm not like other girls right now, what I'm saying. But listen, I I am not a lake lifestyle person. I go to a lake and I look at the big water and I go, well, there it is. Uh, There's some trees and I see all the water and I think, this is okay, I guess. Like, I don't have any opinion. I'm never like, man, I wish I was looking at a lake right now. But I, when I'm there, only sometimes am I like, dang, I wish I was not here. It, 
I'm a very lake neutral. I'm in the middle. I, I'm a, what do they call it? A lake moderate. Is that what they call people who are in the mid- middle of the political spectrum? I should know that. I'm a polit- I'm a politics major. And yet I do not know these things. Well, hopefully by the time they give me the major, I'll know. Uh, anyway, I was at the, my grandparents' lake house in Arkansas, which makes it a little less bougie. Because if you're like, oh, I have a lake house in, I don't know, like on one of the big boy lakes that they got up in the north. You know those? The big ones? Um, that's kind of bougie. Those lakes. Or even like Lake St. Louis, that's kind of a bougie lake that I know of. Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. Mm, well, they made that show with Jason Bateman, and I know nothing about it. Um... But I have to assume that it's got a bunch of people with, like, southern accents. Um, and that's pretty... The accent part is pretty, uh, I would say, accurate for the region. Um, I think he deals drugs. And it kind of depends. I mean, there's, like, a lot of meth down there, so maybe... I don't know. Maybe I should watch Ozark with Jason Bateman. So I can kind of, like, get culture from my own state. But I was not at the Ozarks. I think the Ozarks goes into Arkansas. But, like, just barely if it does. I was at a different one. And, uh, it's fine. It's It was okay. I was just hanging. I was just vibing. I was only there for, like, two days. Last, oh, no, the, that Saturday was 4th of July, which is why I was there. But I wasn't. I was just there with my family. We didn't really do anything. Fair enough. And then last weekend, I was I wasn't really doing anything. But I just happened. I forgot that I had to had to record. And then Saturday came, and I think I did something on Saturday, but I can't remember what it was. Like maybe I drove somewhere and I forgot I don't know it was all over the map I've been all over the map for the past couple of weeks and I'm going to continue to be all over the map for the you know forever for forever just like the song and uh Broadway musical Dear Evan Hansen it's just like that for me for forever um yeah I I don't know what I'm saying anymore basically I just need to learn how to uh, record in advance, and that's all. Uh, Because I don't want to stop the podcast and forget about it. Because I enjoy doing it while I'm doing it. I'm just one of those people that even if, like, I'm doing the most, like, acting, for example. I love acting. I love being in plays. I love doing those kinds of things. But in the moment, when I'm going to rehearsal... I enjoy it to an extent, but like Tech Week especially, those kinds of deals, that's when I get a little unhype. And if I, like I lose motivation and that kind of thing, if I'm in a play, then I have obligation, so I'm not going to miss it or anything, especially because I do enjoy it. Like, but I won't like, I don't know what I'm, how, how to explain it. If I'm doing something like the podcast that I have no obligation to a specific person to get this done. 
this is something I'm doing alone. So if I let myself keep pushing it back, which I can do because I don't have an obligation to a different person to keep posting it, then I'll fall off the train and I'll never make a podcast again. So anyway, so what, why was I talking about that? There are people outside my closet. I feel like a trademark of this podcast is me just like sitting here and being like hey is someone about to knock on this the door of the closet there's something weird on the door that's worrying i don't know what that was um yeah there ha- what is this oh there's some lip on my shirt interesting anyway um no real changes to the to the closet I sorted through a bunch of my books. I don't know if that happened before last time I recorded, but now there's a bunch of books in here because they're all the ones that I want to donate or move somewhere else. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with them because my Target bookcase is overflowing, so I needed to get rid of a bunch so I could fit all of the ones I want to keep in. Um, Since I last recorded, I think I was reading The Hunger Games, which I was just rereading that. I think I read it for the first time in elementary school. That book is a trip and it's I didn't really care. I I I found that during the actual Hunger Games part, especially probably because I already knew what the end was going to be, having already read the book, um I did not care about the actual Hunger Games, like just Katniss like trying to survive. Did not care. When she was in, like, the capital, for some reason, that was, like, way really piqued my interest. I really, I liked hearing about how fancy it was and, like, all the, I don't know. When I was little, I used to have in-depth, like, I would go through what it would be like if I was in the Hunger Games. Because for some reason, I really wanted to be in the Hunger Games. I don't know if that was fueled by the book or by me playing Minecraft a lot and playing Minecraft Hunger Games thinking it would be like fun or easy. Now looking at it in a different perspective, it's weird because Katniss is 16 in the book, which is a little weird when I was reading through it because I forget there were some things that I was like, they're having a 16 year old say that that's odd, but okay. Um, reading it, she's 16 And her little sister is like 12 or 13, which I am in a very similar situation. I am, my sister and I are both at those ages. So I was looking at it from a very, not exactly relatable. I never had to hunt and gather for my family. I had times where I had to do a lot of chores for my family. So maybe I was relating a little bit in that aspect. Uh, I don't know. Why am I talking about how much I relate to Katniss? I don't know. I think reading it from my perspective now, which is last time I read it, I was like, I don't know, 12. And I, like a lot of the major life events that formed my perspective had not happened yet. Um, So now looking at it, from where I am now, being 16 and having, uh, you know, been through various life events, uh, 
and being able to relate more to where Katniss is coming from. I thought the way she acted was a little bit, hmm, a little bit, hmm, I don't know. Like, there were a couple times where they were, like, dressing her, and they were trying to make her, like, look sexy, it seemed, like, her, her, um, her, what do they call them? Not designers, her fashion people, I don't remember what they're called. Like, her hair and makeup people, and her costume people. And that, I thought, was a little bit weird, but also, I kind of got it, because I feel like that's not that far off from, like, regular society, like, trying to make underage people look sexy, like, in Hollywood or whatever, so that was weird, but also I got it. I can't remember, there was a specific thing she did that I was, like, a 16-year-old? Like, it- I would read through it, I'd be like, dang, she's young. She's, like, a baby. And I am also a baby. And- and she's out here doing all this business? Hmm. Odd. Like, thinking about how there's, like, the whole romance thing. Trying to imagine they were both- PETA- I don't know how old PETA was supposed to be. I'm assuming 16 also. Um... I don't know, it, it just, it hit different. When I was little, I was like, wow, that's so cool, I love Hunger Games, I want to be in the Hunger Games. And now I, I'm still kind of like, interesting world. Would I want to be in the Hunger Games, like, for real? Most likely not. But, you know, fun dystopia concept, I guess. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Hunger Games. What? A, oh, that book also had so many grammatical errors, and I don't know how Suzanne Collins' publishing staff didn't notice that, especially when it was such a big book, but I guess because it's young adult. Really, it's young adult bordering on middle grade to me, but I guess it can't be middle grade because it has various kind of, like, PG-13 themes, but it's written like middle grade, which... I can't hold young adult to a very high writing threat. I feel like this is going to sound so pretentious, but I read, like, Donna Tartt, and now I read young adult again, which is primarily what I read right now because it's what I have, like, in my bookshelf, the books I didn't get to yet. Reading Donna Tartt made various other writing just look cheap and bad. So... I, I guess I played myself. I don't know. I've read The Secret History. Secret History, chef's kiss. Beautiful. Be- just a, a good one. One for the ages. Made me want to go to school when I was not... I didn't like school that much. I was kind of falling out of it. But I read The Secret History and I was like, I want to have the boarding school experience. I want it to be... Secret History doesn't take place at a boarding school, but I was like, I want to... Ooh, Dark Academia. I was on Dark Academia before TikTok got to it. I am... I'm not like other girls. What can I say? Um, and then I read The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. Goldfinch? The beginning was good. I don't know if it's because I am a young person. So reading through, like, half the book is just this dude being, like, under 18. And then it suddenly switches and he's, like, 20-something. So, once it switched to him being a 20-something, I lost a lot of love for it, 
And I don't know if that's because I am not there yet mentally, or if it was just... The book is also like 800 pages long, so it's very possible that by that point, it was just dragging. And I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I cannot. I don't know. I thought there were a lot of parts in The Goldfinch that Donatar could have easily cut down, because there's tons of parts where, like, there is no development. It's just the main character doing nothing. So, yeah, that was The Goldfinch. But Donatar's writing is, ooh, it's like a, it's, ooh, it's like a fine wine. It's just a good, it's like a good pasta sauce. And some may say, what exactly does that mean? Describing her writing like a good pasta sauce. I don't know what that means. I'm just saying things that I think are good and comparing them to her writing. It's it's good. It's good. 800 pages, a bit much. Right now I'm reading A Little Life, um, which is also 800 pages long. Or like, no, it might be like 700. <laughs> it's only 700 I, um, that one, it's starting to remind me of the goldfinch, and I don't want to, the problem with the goldfinch is I spent over a year trying to read the goldfinch, or no, 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 it wasn't a year, it was like eight months. That's a long time, and it really burned me out of reading, so hopefully I'll actually finish A Little Life and not just end up reading it for eight months because I don't read enough. Um, I read this other book, In Between the Hunger Games and A Little Life. I read uh, They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. That book, I thought the dialogue was kind of stupid sometimes. I thought, I mean, the plot is kind of, eh, like, I mean, the the premise of it is that uh, there's, like, an app on your phone that'll call you when you're gonna die, like, at midnight of the day you're gonna die, they call you, and they're like, hey, buddy, rip, but, uh, you're out, sorry, um, and these two, like, 18-year-old kids are, like, they get the call, and they're like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, and they're both, like, they're not chronically ill, so it's not, like, one of those, like, weird romanticizing terminal illness books, but, the premise of it is just strange to me once you get past like I think the idea of like what would you do if you knew you were gonna die one day I think that is a good premise but I think the way it was executed overall good I didn't dislike the book but in terms of like there's a romance aspect to it that I wasn't exactly I didn't dislike it but I was like this is kind of unrealistic which I mean it's fiction I don't know what my deal is and knowing myself as a teenager that does stupid things I say it's unrealistic but a lot of the things that happen I would probably have ended up doing if it was like I was gonna die that day but also it's like one of those things where it's a book where these two kids have no parental supervision so, like, they can go do all this stuff. And I'm, like... It's like watching Disney Channel shows. Like, where are your parents? Like, where? I mean, in the book, they explain where both of their parents are. So it makes sense. 
but I don't know. I, I, I liked that it was in New York City because I just will not, I just will not shut up about New York. I'm just always thinking about it. I realized recently how much I think about New York. My brain, I'm so quirky, my brain is constantly in New York City and I'm like, I don't, always on the same streets because it's not like, I've been through a lot of the, like, a fair amount of the city, but my brain only goes to, like, a couple places and doesn't remember the rest. Like, I have glimpses of being in, like, Chinatown or something like that, or, I don't know, mainly I remember, like, parts of lower Manhattan because I, I used to volunteer at my aunt's preschool classroom, and on my lunch break, I could go walk to mcdonald's alone which really made me feel hip i was in greenwich village uh which is not an unsafe neighborhood especially in the middle of the day on a weekday it wasn't like i was doing anything special but i walked down the street and i'd be like "Ooh, it's i'm so independent i'm basically a new yorker at this point i would say to myself and i'd walk to greenwich village mcdonald's i'd go inside I'd say, give me hamburger, please. And then they would give it to me, and there was a big, like, sculpture thing on the on the wall of these two dudes playing basketball. And I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was an interesting artis- art- artistical direction from McDonald's. You know, you would think, I'm all like, I love New York so much. I've been to Chicago, I think, the same amount of times that I've been to New York. Hold on, let's count. I went to New York in 2015. I went in 2016. I went in 2018. And I went in 2019. That's four times. Okay, remember that. Chicago? I went to Chicago. This is where it breaks down. How many times have I been to Chicago? Once in 20... 2019? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Easter Easter weekend 2019, I was in Chicago. And then I went again in October 2019. I feel like I'm missing one. And I went in February 2019. Did I not go a different time? No, I guess not. I guess I'm kind of stupid. But I mean, that's three times Chicago, four times New York, you'd think that I'd also be like, wow, I just love the urban lifestyle. I'm always thinking about Chicago. No, I'm not. Like, I like Chicago. I'm, I'm, it's cool. I like it. Never thinking about it, though. I mean, like, occasionally, but I'm not, not at the New York level where I'm constantly, like, going through the streets in my mind, and I get on Google Maps, and I try to find places without, like, looking it up, like, I'll look by the street, it makes me feel special and different from other girls when I go on the maps. I go on the maps, try to find places that I know, try to find, like, my aunt's apartment where I was staying. It's not difficult. It's not hard to do. Once you know the, like, main street, not difficult. The nearest subway station, the name of the street, give those both to me, I can find it. It'll take me not long. And then, and then I don't know what else I was talking about. 
I'm lost in the sauce. I love New York. I just will not shut up. Just will not be quiet. And, you know, some will say to me, Grace, if you love New York so much, how come you're going to college in Iowa, just like where you went to boarding school? How come you didn't go to New York? Because I know you applied to a school in New York. And I would say, yes, I did. But it was expensive. And you'll counter that because I'm having a conversation with myself. The other person will counter and say, yeah, you, it was expensive, but it was about the same as the school you're going to now. And you probably could have, like the school that I'm going to, they gave me the first financial aid thing. And I said, that's too much. Can I have more money? And they said, fill out this form and tell us why you need more money. And I said, please, 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 please. But more eloquently, I said that. And then they said, okay, fine. We'll give you 6000 extra dollars, I think. Like, you know, I pull in some, a considerable sum. Um, I probably could have done that with the school in New York. I mean, it wasn't like a big, it wasn't like NYU, because I didn't even apply to NYU. I didn't even, oof, (laughs) no, (laughs) $75,000, no, (laughs) you, no, you don't even try. I applied to Columbia, and Columbia said, um, no, thank you. Uh, Yikes. So did Harvard. Harvard also said, I don't even know why you tried, you freak, and they called me a freak, which I thought was weird, but they, you know, they said it, sorry, I have to move, or my leg will fall asleep, anyway, yeah, so why, Grace, why aren't you going to college in New York, and I'll try to pull up some excuse about, like, oh, well, coronavirus, I don't want to be in the big city, but New York is reopening, come on, okay, don't, oh my gosh, I don't know why I make the decisions I make, but listen, I keep telling myself I'm going to go to graduate school in in New York. Is that even going to happen at this point, Grace? I don't know. Makes no sense. But listen, I am constantly thinking about it. So I've got that part down. I can think about it. I can think about the train. Think about how one time I stood in the train and then another time I also stood in the train and then one time I sat. Then a different time I stood again, looked out the window, crossed the bridge, looked out at the big blue sky, and thought, wow, I really like being here. I don't, it's so, it really rustles my jimmies that I'm going to have to leave here at some point. And then I did. Yikes, you know? New York, peak. Peak. Just, I'm sorry. Peak. And I'm not trying to do St. Louis any, you know... I'm not trying to hurt St. Louis's feelings, but my thing with St. Louis is that, number one, I don't even live in the city. I live in the Yeehaw region, but close enough that I can say I live in St. Louis. Secondly, public transportation. I love public transportation. It really makes me excited about life. I don't know why. I just really vibe with it. I like trains more than buses, but I can get down with either of those. St. Louis's public transportation system. Yikes. Yikes. Oh my gosh. I mean, the bus, I think, is okay. But the train system, 
my friend takes the train system to work multiple days a week, and he says it's not that bad. But one time, the car behind him did get shot up. So, when, not to say there's no violence in other cities, but St. Louis is small enough that it's just, uh, those kinds of things just happen. So nobody really takes the train. Except, I mean, some people obviously do, but it's not like a widespread thing. So most people have cars. And I vibe with cars too. I... I harness all form. When I had to leave early from that trip, I took a train, like a big train, like an Amtrak for the first time. So now I've harnessed all the modes of transportation except boat. Once I have that, I will be unstoppable. But right now I'm pretty close because I've taken like a, a big boy train. I've taken small train like in a city, like a public transportation that I've taken big and small buses. I've, you know, like greyhound bus i've had those experiences that's always fun um can't ride the bus anymore because turns out i wasn't supposed to in the first place but once i turn 17 i will be hopping back on the bus because tickets are cheap baby so what that's train bus take planes i've harnessed the plane you can't even i've taken the plane more than a couple times by myself I'm basically a travel expert, and you're probably thinking to yourself, Grace, it's not that difficult to take a plane by yourself. It really is not hard at all. Like, I feel like compared to trains and buses, those are both more confusing than planes. Plane, so easy. Glide right through. I love it when I go to a plane airport, when I go to the plane parking lot. I love it when I go there and they have a, a, like... A tram thing inside the airport like in Detroit or in um Atlanta they have one Ooh, it makes me so excited it makes me feel like I'm in New York because uh-huh uh-huh I'm gonna bring that up again yeah so I've harnessed plane and I've harnessed car I have a car license they call that a driver's license actually not a car license and I have a car and I take that whip and I take it all around town do I take it downtown? No, I don't. Downtown, cruising through the valley? No, I don't go there. Because I'm a little bit scared. I've been on the highway near the city. I've seen the big metal arch. The big scary metal arch. And it's so large and it's so big. And it's so in charge. And I look up at it and I'm like, you scare me. And most people are scared of the arch because it has really... Um, iffy elevators inside of it that sometimes they just stop. Like, they never do anything. They just straight up stop. And then eventually they start working again. People don't like that. People have claustrophobia. I get that. Um, I'm not afraid of the elevators. Put me in the elevators any day. I'll, I'll just vibe. I don't care. The reason I'm scared of the arch is because it's so big and large and in charge. I think, I look at it and I'm like, ooh. That is too big. It's a little... It's too big. It's too big. Like, I... Let's bring up New York again. Big fan of World World Trade Center. I love how big that building is. Because I see it and I'm like... That building is so big, but like in a cool way. I look at Arch and I think... And I take a big breath because I'm so scared. Maybe part of the reason I'm scared of the Arch... 
you guys know when I'm joking, right? I hope that when I'm joking, it comes, like, people don't think that a lot of, nothing I say is serious ever. Anyway, the reason I'm so petrified and so deeply afraid of the arch that I can't even drive in its vicinity except for on the highway when I'm going so fast that I know it can't catch me. The reason why, that's, I think maybe the reason why is because there's a science center in St. Louis and there's these foam blocks and you go in there, you go there on like a, a field trip sometimes, sometimes you, you have a family that'll take you for fun, those kinds of deals. You go to science center and they have these foam blocks and they're like, build the arch, you have to harness science and like physics so that you can get the arch of blocks to stay up because you know, children like to do that kind of thing. And maybe, like, I don't remember it specifically happening, but maybe one time the foam arch fell on me and now I'm left with fear and deep, big, scary, big, giant, deep, big fear of the arch. For everything I say about the arch, for all this that I've said about my dear mother arch, I took the train home from that trip And we pulled into the station in St. Louis, and you go in front of the arch, and it was nighttime. They don't turn the lights off in the train cabin, which kind of annoyed me. But I looked out, and I saw that big, that big, big arch, and I'd been away from home for a week. And I was like, honestly, not, you know, words mean things, and I don't want to, like, misuse words and make them mean nothing by saying them too much, but that was a bro moment. I saw it, and I said, fair enough. I will accept the city right now. I also accept the city of St. Louis when it gives me ice cream. I like that. I like when I go to the city museum. But now I'm a big kid, and I can't go to the city museum. Let's talk about that for a minute. City museum, I have a lot of people that listen to this that aren't from St. Louis, I think. So I'm sorry if I was saying some cryptic things that people don't know about. I don't think I was, but if I accidentally city museum is it's not a museum it's it's like a children's big jungle gym except it's in an old building and it's cool like i like it they have all kinds of stuff mainly for little kids but listen i want to climb on stuff too and i know what you're saying grace you're 411 you can pretend you're a kid like you're basically a child you probably still fit you you can probably still hang out and, like, climb up the things because they're for your height anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're technically right, but I would feel weird. And some of the tunnels, City Museum, they have a lot of, like, climbing stuff, but they also have tunnels for some reason. Those tunnels are so small. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. They're so small. You leave their claustrophobia bad. They have these weird cage things you climb up in on the roof. It's not, like, out, like, in the open air on the side of the building or anything like that. But, gosh, I want to go back there, but I can't because nobody wants to wear masks. Doesn't that hurt your feelings? Yeah. Anyway, City Museum. Wonderful place. That's one of the places where I accept the city. The zoo. I don't really accept the zoo. It's really hot there, and they say that it's free, but the parking isn't free. And I'm not smart enough to know where else to park. Not to say that I have 
been to the zoo and had to park a vehicle, but it's one of those things that I think about. What other things do I accept in the city? I accept the the concept of the Muni, which is an outdoor musical theater venue. I've never been there. That's why I accept the concept and not the actual thing, because I can't say whether I like it or not. I think I would. I think I would have a good time, but I can't go there. And you know why? Because Miss Rona, she bought season p- tickets to the Muni in Forest Park, and that really hurts me, because I wanted to go see, like, I don't know, I think they were doing, what, Chicago? How am I supposed to see all those ladies kill their husbands if Miss Rona has bought season tickets? She's too dangerous. Oh my god. Summer of, you know what, actually not summer, the whole year of 2021, I'm gonna call it 2020 remastered, because I'm, uh, yeah, I don't like it. Anyway, I've been talking for too long, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know what I'm going to title it because um, I did not stick to any topic for more than two seconds, and I'm sorry about that, but listen, I haven't been in the recording studio for a while, so, and by recording studio, I mean my closet. So, I hope you enjoyed it, at least somewhat. Next time, I'll talk about something that makes even less sense. And eventually this whole thing is going to devolve and it's none of it is going to make any sense. It's just going to be me babbling as the world ends. We get sucked up into the sun. What, what is there anymore to care about? Nothing. Anyway, um, hope you're vibing. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, send in voice message thingies because it's lonely in here and I want to listen to some I want to feel like I have fans there's something else that I bring up so I mean like like and share like like on Spotify follow on Spotify share we're on every platform pretty much now so I'm accessible uh yeah anyway uh see you next time